Lekut HaSicha is Chelegutes, Parsha Veschanan, Sicha Aleph, a summary of the Sicha. In the, middle, in the mitzvah of studying Torah, there are two aspects to it. There is the mitzvah to study yourself and the mitzvah to teach others. And specifically, especially, that a father should teach his son Torah. So we find something strange. Both the Alter Rebbe and the Rambam, they begin their laws of the study of Torah not with the mitzvah that you should study Torah, but the mitzvah that you should teach your son Torah. Now this is strange because the mitzvah of teaching your son Torah seems to stem from the fact that there is a mitzvah to learn Torah. Therefore, in this case, which is slightly different than all other mitzvahs, because in all other mitzvahs there is no mitzvah for the father to do it with the son, only with the Rabbanon. In our Torah there is no such mitzvah, but in the case of the study of Torah, the mitzvah of studying Torah, there is a mitzvah in our Torah that a father should teach his son as well. But therefore, it seems that the study, the mitzvah to study yourself comes first. And from there comes the mitzvah also to teach it to your son. Why then do they both begin the laws of Hilchus Tamatayra with teaching your son, and then it gets to learning yourself? One could say the reason might be because since there is a mitzvah to teach your, your young son, it means that everybody starts their study of Tayra when they're children and only gets to study Torah as an adult later. Therefore, that's one reason why they start the mitzvah of studying Torah with learning Torah as a child. That's one reason. The second point is, another reason is because, even though the Torah speaks many times of the mitzvah of learning Torah and of teaching Torah, but when it comes to the actual Allah, the mitzvah of studying Torah, where do we learn it from? What does the Rambam use as the basis of this mitzvah? the Pasigenar Parsha, Vishinantam Luvanecha Vidibaratabam, you shall teach it to your children. So the learning of an adult is also learned from the mitzvah Vishinantam Luvanecha. Therefore, when it comes to, t- to the mitzvah, as it's brought out in Shulchan Aruch and in the Rambam, they both begin with Vishinantam Luvanecha, with the aspect of teaching it to your child. From, and then from that, they also get to the mitzvah of learning as an adult. But that in itself also leaves the question, why does the Torah take frame it that way? That how do we learn the mitzvah of an adult learning from a child? Why do, and why, does, why is it that this particular mitzvah of limited Torah starts as a child, as opposed to any other mitzvah which only starts minat Torah from when you're an adult? One possible answer to this could be that the, since all of limited Torah in our day and age, in this world as we know it, is incomparable to the type of Torah that we will be learning when the time when Mashiach will come, when we will be busy with nothing else other than learning Torah and the whole world will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem and so on and so forth. So therefore, today, all the Torah that we do is like, learning, like a child's learning. It's only like training, like chinuch, for the true type of study of Torah which will take place only later in the time of Mashiach and therefore the whole mitzvah of learning Torah is sort of meant to mimic that kind of relationship and therefore the mitzvah comes from studying as a child the Shulchan Aruch begins with teaching a child just as we and then it gets to the adult just like all our learning is like a child which will eventually get to an adult a Mashiach so that could be an answer 
but it's not full, doesn't fully answer it because the same could be said about every single mitzvah because the mitzvahs that we do today are also only a me'ain they are only somewhat of the way the mitzvah will be done in the time of Mashiach when we will finally be able to do the mitzvahs in the proper way as Hashem truly intended them to be so therefore you could say the same thing about every mitzvah it's only a training for the future mitzvah so therefore it doesn't fully answer it so this can be understood by first explaining what is the difference between us, certain differences between all the other mitzvahs and Torah and all the other mitzvahs the main thing is doing the mitzvah, the act of the mitzvah the purpose of it is to elevate the world around you to elevate the object with which you do the mitzvah and what's most important for that is the actual act of the mitzvah all the feelings and accompanying feelings that come with that, for instance in the case of a mitzvah the most important feeling is bittel, that you are subservient to Hashem you do it because Hashem commanded us to do it and so on, and if a person doesn't have that feeling when he does the mitzvah he has still fulfilled the mitzvah it's only a secondary thing to the mitzvah, the main part of the mitzvah is actually doing the act, but when it comes to Torah the bittel is an essential part of the mitzvah because in order for a human mind to be able to comprehend the wisdom of Hashem this could never happen with your own seichel if you apply your own seichel how could you ever hope to be able to capture the wisdom of Hashem with your own seichel what is the only way that you could do it is by setting yourself aside you set aside your seichel so to speak you are there to receive Hashem's wisdom and you, and that, in other words, the full feeling of bittel, and the only way that the mitzvah of Torah should be is able to be full, truly practiced, to be able to study Torah, which means Hashem's Torah, not just some wisdom and the way you understand things, but Hashem's wisdom can only be understood through uh, through total bittel. So therefore, bittel is an essential part of the study of Torah. As, a part, as opposed to all other mitzvahs where it's secondary to the actual act of the mitzvah. So even in this matter too, in the bittel that is necessary for the study of Torah, there are two aspects to this. First of all, you have to understand that this is the foundation and that's the approach to study Torah from the very beginning. It starts that way. But in addition to that, you have to understand that even when a person is fully engaged in, in the uh, give and take of the svaris and the ideas and the concepts which are being given and being understood even then you can't allow your seichel to overwhelm you and to begin to take um, con- take charge even then you have to remember always that you are dealing with Hashem's Torah and if you don't have that feeling it's quite possible that a person's thinking shall be moved away from the Torah and you can start imposing your ideas on the Torah and since you want to prevent that, so even while you're involved in the Torah, you have to always be remembering that this is Hashem's wisdom, and as, the, uh, as our sages tell us, that in order to study proper Torah properly, you have to make a bracha. You have to remember that Hashem gave us the Torah, and it's His Torah, and that's what I'm thinking, and that's what I'm understanding, and it's not about me, it's not about my ideas, it's about receiving Hashem's ideas. So there is the idea of Bittel as a preparation for Torah and then there's the idea of Bittel as you're studying Torah itself.
And this is what is being brought out by the fact that there are two aspects, both aspects of Torah. First of all, the fact that Torah is studied also by children. That is expressing the idea of Bittl, the first, the, the foundation of Torah is Bittl. Therefore, even before a child is able to understand properly what he's learning, and even before he can understand anything at all, because as soon as a, start, a child starts speaking, we already teach him Torah. He doesn't have the ability to understand anything. That teaches that the foundation of Torah is even before you can understand anything, you're already studying Hashem's Torah. That's brought out from that point. The second point is brought out from the fact that even an adult learning Torah is learned from the Pasuk that tells us to teach a child Torah, meaning even when you're an adult and you're learning Torah, you still have to feel like a child. You still have to feel that bitl within the study of Torah. Since Parsha Hanan, during Parsha Hanan, we often, most often read Perik Dalad of Pirkei Yavis, so there must be a relationship between Parsha Hanan and this idea also to Pirkei Yavis. So we find in Perik Dalad two Mishnahs which express these two ideas. One Mishnah is, Mishnah Chav says that when st- one studies Torah when he's a child, to what can be, this could be compared to somebody who writes a rink on a fresh, clean paper. In other words, you remember it. One, uh, when you learn Torah when you're old, so then you're, it's like writing on a, on a used piece of paper and it's unclear and so on. So the question is, the first part of the mission is well understood. It's trying to encourage you to learn Torah when you're young so that you'll remember it and it'll be well, absorbed well. But why does the Mishnah go to the second point? Is it trying to tell us that if you didn't study when you're young and you're only studying when you're old to discourage you from doing that? Obviously not. So then what is the Mishnah telling us? But according to what we just learned, it could be saying this. When you learn Torah when you're young, and meaning to say that you learn Torah as a child, you feel as a child, you have that bitl, you know that it's not about your wisdom, that's Hashem's wisdom, then it's absorbed by you, then it's the godly aspect of it, the divine aspect of it is absorbed by you, but if you learn Torah as a zakin, you see yourself as a zakin shakana chachma, you're already wise, and you understand, so then you're not going to absorb the uh, real meaning of Torah, the divine aspect of Torah. The second Mishnah is Mishnah Yutes, where Shmuel Katan said, when your enemy fall, stumbles, do not rejoice. When he stumbles, your heart should not uh, rejoice, because Hashem might see and, and be upset about this, and he will turn his anger from him, meaning onto you. So the question is well known. It's a question that everybody asks. This is, he's literally quoting a Pasuk from Mishle, and he doesn't add anything to the Pasuk. So what is he trying to say? And the Machzavitri explains that what he's saying, the Shmuel is saying is that the Pasik is talking about when you have an enemy in business or in some other worldly matter. Shmuel Akatan turns it that even if the, the argument and the debate wasn't a matter of Torah and you overcame that person with your, your arguments and they lost and you won, you shouldn't rejoice. So the question could still be asked, why would, why would anybody think that when you have a debate with someone else, you should rejoice over winning the debate, even in Torah? And the answer is, because a person could convince themselves, it's not that I won the debate, I'm just rejoicing that the truth of Torah came to light, 
the, the true meaning of Hashem was uh, one and that's why I'm rejoicing so Shmuel Akadah says no if you were truly rejoicing over that the fact that the truth of Torah came to light you wouldn't see it as a win and a lose you wouldn't see him as an enemy you wouldn't see him as having failed the fact that you still see him as an enemy in other words a, uh, a competition means that you don't, you're not looking for the truth that's why you shouldn't be rejoicing why wouldn't you see him as a competition because in Torah even the opposing view is correct and true and the word of Hashem it's true that Allah can be only one way but the, tr- but the truth is still there and therefore you wouldn't see him as a competition and an enemy and you wouldn't see him as lost because it still remains true what he said too but you might still re- re- come, you might have a comeback and say yeah but he wanted the halacha to be like him and I was able to prevent that that would have been wrong the answer to that Shmuel says comes from the second, the second Pasuk it says because Hashem might see and be upset that his apay, his anger meaning to say he says that the reason that that person got it wrong was not because he's not as smart as you it's because Hashem is angry at him for some reason it's a punishment for some Avera and therefore Hashem didn't allow him to see the truth and if you rejoice over that what you're saying is that you're happy that Hashem punished him through you that is not a reason to be rejo- uh, joyful that is a reason to, be, to feel bad and, there, and even worse if you do rejoice for that Hashem might turn his anger away from him and turn it towards you and then in the future you'll be wrong therefore that's the, uh, it brings out that other nakuda of bittel even as you're studying Torah